that's the sound of me taking a big old sip of water to get ready for the fight against Joe Biden. What we have just seen, ladies and gentlemen, is the Empire Strikes Back. At first, after Nevada and New Hampshire and Iowa, we had we had a new hope. We had Bernie Sanders. He was uh, he was promising these amazing policies in the memory bank of an astro-droid sent from Scandinavian social democracies. And now the empire has struck back. Joe Biden, who's a Darth Vader, except Darth Vader's obviously a lot more adept at speaking than Joe Biden is. And you've got Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, better or a stalk, better on my stalk. Can't be bothered finding Star Wars characters for all of those three, but yeah, they're all dickheads as well. And what we saw is an absolute absolute annihilation of Bernie on Super Tuesday. So I was I stayed up till seven AM with uh my boy Timon uh watching the results roll in and it was flipping sad, man. I couldn't believe it. Like beforehand so there was there was uh fourteen states that were voting on Super Tuesday and I think over a third of the total 1,991 delegates were up for grabs. Um, so it was a huge day. This is like election-defining, huge stuff. If Bernie had swept it, if he'd won, you know, 12, 13, this election would be absolutely done and dusted. But obviously that didn't happen. So I, I personally thought he was going to win like 10, that he was going to win everything except for Alabama, Arkansas, Virginia, and you know, maybe North Carolina or Tennessee or Oklahoma, a couple of those. I figured he'd win one of those. Uh, he'd win at least one Southern state. He'd win Texas comfortably. He'd win Minnesota comfortably. He didn't win any of these states. Ugh. So yeah, I thought around 10, 9 maybe, a solid night. Worst case, he wins like 7, 8. He won 4. He won fucking 4. And thank God he won the biggest one of the night, California. So I'll give you the results in full right now. Alabama, Joe Biden won 63% of the vote. Um, 40 delegates he won. Bernie won five with 17% of the vote. So absolutely fucking swept Alabama. The African-Americans down there were not fond of Bernie. A similar situation where young people just did not turn out. Arkansas, Joe Biden. 40% 40% of the vote, 13 delegates won. Bernie Sanders, 22% of the vote, 7 delegates won. Michael Bloomberg, 17% of the vote, 3 delegates won. And obviously Elizabeth Warren there with 10% doing absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, Arkansas was closer. Um, Joe Biden picks up 6 more delegates than Bernie. Uh, and there was actually some polling coming out a couple of weeks ago which had it as a, somewhat of a toss-up. And there was... Uh, People were thinking Bernie might win, but evidently not. So California, this is the big one. There's 400 and something delegates up for grabs. Let me look it up for you right now. Four hundred and fifteen. Yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah, Bernie won 34% of the vote in California, and I cannot highlight enough how crucial this victory was if he'd lost california this election yeah it could be it would be done at this stage really 
So he's winning 34% of the vote there. Joe Biden with 25. Bloomberg with 14. Elizabeth Warren with 12. So Bloomberg and Warren are both below viability, which is great. I really thought that California was going to be a case where Warren would be in second because there was a lot of polling coming out a month ago, two months ago, which had her solidly in second place. There was a few where she was in first place and she's just absolutely tanked in the last couple months. Needs to drop out. Anyway, so yeah, Bernie's going to pick up, you know, well over 200 delegates here. Biden's going to get around 150 or something. So he's got a really nice chunky lead coming out of California. Colorado, Bernie Sanders, 36%. This was a strong state for him to be expected as well. He won 22 delegates. Joe Biden won nine with 24% of the vote. Bloomberg with 19% of the vote won six delegates. Elizabeth Warren, 18% of the vote won three delegates. So yeah, that was a bit annoying as well that Bloomberg and Warren are both viable. Takes away votes from Bernie. That's the way it goes. Now this one was mad. I still can't believe this. Maine, which was a layup for Bernie. Just it was people weren't even talking about it. It was that certain that Bernie was gonna win. Joe Biden is actually the winner with thirty four percent of the vote. Nine delegates. Bernie Sanders, thirty three percent of the vote, nine delegates. And yeah. So I think there's still some more delegates to come in, but these are the uh these are the numbers. So this isn't final, final, final results, but you'll get an idea of of what happened with this basically now this one was outrageous massachusetts elizabeth warren's home state she had sent out emails to all of her fans all of her supporters beforehand saying massachusetts is 100 percent, 100 percent. it's guaranteed bro guaranteed guy we got it in the back it's my home state bro what do you mean it's my backyard what do you mean fam? nothing like that she got murked fucking murked you know what else she said in that email? She was like, we're going to come in second place in eight of the Super Tuesday states. Minimum top two. She didn't get top two in a single state. Out of 14. 15 if you include American Samoa. She didn't even win there. That was Bloomberg's turf. So yeah, I mean, she, I don't know what, what the hell she's playing at right now. She really needs to make... She needs to either shit or get off the pot, as they say. Right now, she's doing nothing. But yeah, Joe Biden won Massachusetts, which I, I just can't, can't even fathom how that happened. Well, I can fathom how that happened. Just Bernie's... Bernie's base in 2016 was like... It was largely white suburban voters because I think he had, he had more of this anti-establishment presence around him. And but you might hear that and think, oh no, he still totally has that, but he doesn't anymore because... He he is such a household name. People have been talking about him constantly for four years. And the narrative against him now has been actually a lot stronger than his own narrative for himself and his own narrative against the establishment. And what I mean by that, I mean that there hasn't been enough fighting from the Bernie campaign against all this bullshit. Whereas somebody like Trump, like this was why Trump was so popular in 2016 and why Bernie was so popular in 2016 is they were telling the truth. They were actually calling out all of the bullshit of the establishment. And Bernie just hasn't really been doing that enough. He's been hammering away his own policies, his own, you know, stuff that makes him great, but he hasn't been calling out other people anywhere near enough. So I think that's why you get way more of these 
you know, middle class, working class, suburban white voters who didn't turn out for him on Super Tuesday. And Massachusetts and Maine are both prime examples of that. Um, and this could also be a result of the field being quite a lot more split between Klobuchar, Buttigieg, Warren, Bloomberg, Biden, and then <laughs> two of them dropping out the day before and endorsing Biden. But yeah, you, you still should think that that wouldn't be enough to put somebody like Biden, who literally, I think there was, there was someone I heard on CNN, Biden spent $11,000 in total in Massachusetts. No ads, no nothing. $11,000, that's like, that's not even an office. That's like two guys, three guys, not even that, man. There's literally nothing. And he won, like, the same with Maine, the same with Minnesota. He didn't go to any of these states. He did nothing, and he just won because he was the establishment candidate because they coalesced behind him at the right moment. But that shouldn't be enough. If you're Bernie and you're the flipping greatest politician this country has seen since JFK, since FDR, and you're running against a guy with early-onset dementia who isn't having any kind of ground game or enthusiasm, and you lose 10 states on Super Tuesday, and you lose your neighboring state, which is one of the most left-wing states in the entire country, you're doing something wrong, man. There's some seriously bad strategy going on there. But yeah, Massachusetts really... I think that kind of exemplifies perfectly how the Bernie campaign needs to change. Because a lot of these other states, you can say like, oh, they're just southern states, they lean more to the left, there's higher African-American populations, which Joe Biden does extremely well with. Massachusetts, man. And then Elizabeth Warren, third place in her home state. There's nothing more to be said. Drop the fuck out and endorse Bernie, man. Stop pissing around. You're just splitting the left-wing vote. You're making it easier and easier for Biden to get in. And then we have Minnesota. So Joe Biden, 39% of the vote, 36 delegates won. Bernie Sanders, 30% of the vote, 26 delegates won. And Minnesota and Massachusetts, they're both pretty popular states. I think Massachusetts has 100 delegates. Um, let me check this right now. Give me one second. Yeah. Okay, Massachusetts, 91 delegates available. Minnesota, 75 delegates available. Big states, big states that were meant to be guarantees for Bernie, and he didn't win either of them. So yeah, Joe Biden, 39. Bernie, 30. Elizabeth Warren, 15. Um, yeah, it's a similar thing. You know, this was the polling coming out beforehand was saying that it was either going to be Klobuchar or Bernie. <laughs> Because Klobuchar's home state is Minnesota. She's a senator from there. And then when Klobuchar dropped out and endorsed Biden, everybody was thinking like, oh, okay, well, actually, the fact that Klobuchar has now dropped out should mean that it's an easy win for Bernie. Because there's no way that Biden can make up those numbers when he's been polling at like 15% in Minnesota over the past month. But he, he did it. All of her voters just went straight to him. And another thing as well, which is really key in this in the Super Tuesday was that the polls which came out said that people who voted, who decided to vote or late deciders turned out in mass. They were all like, okay, I'm going to wait till three days before to decide which, you know, policy platform I agree with. I'm going to 
I'm going to wait for the fucking media and the winds of change and fucking completely arbitrary factors to decide my vote. Those were the people who decided Super Tuesday. And those people, when they watch CNN, MSNBC, CBS, whatever fucking mainstream news dickhead channel you want to choose, they all turned it on and saw Biden wins South Carolina, the comeback kid, can he do it? Oh my God, is he the front runner of Bernie who, you know? All this shite. And then Klobuchar endorses him, and then Pete endorses him. Better on my stalk endorses him. And that's that. They see this and they're like, all right, I guess I'm voting for the guy with dementia. I'm sorry if I sound angry because this has been brewing. I was pretty chilled out yesterday. I don't know why, it was a lovely day. I was in a good mood. And now I'm talking about it and the fucking microphone's in front of me and I'm just, this is some serious bullshit, man. Serious, serious bullshit. That was Minnesota, North Carolina. So this was, I think, this was the second or the third state we got the results from. Results came in from Virginia and some other state. Which one was it first? The polls closed there. Maybe it was Arkansas. Anyway, I can't remember. It was two wins for Biden. Virginia came in. I kind of thought Virginia. Well, we'll talk about Virginia at the end. But yeah, North Carolina. This was really surprising because this was one of those ones which was, you know, a toss-up between Bernie and Biden. And a lot of people post-South Carolina, post the endorsements, thought it would now sway towards Biden, which it did. He won 43% of the vote. Bernie won 24. 57 Delegates won for Biden, 27 for Bernie. But these are just the ones they've declared. So there's more to come in. In total, North Carolina is actually the third biggest prize of the night. Um, and there's 110 delegates available. So Biden's probably going to get like, cause especially because Bloomberg and Elizabeth Warren aren't viable, he's probably going to get like 60, 70 delegates. And Bernie's going to get like 40. So yeah, that's a big, big old win for Biden there. And he won, he won by 19% in a state that was meant to be a toss-up, in a big state. So yeah, that one hurt. And we've got Oklahoma, which uh, has 37 delegates available. So they've you know, they've still got a few to declare. But Biden, 39%. Bernie, 25%. Bloomberg, 14%. Warren, 13 Tulsi Gabbard, down there in 2%. Don't know why the fuck she's still in the race. She should really drop out and endorse Bernie. That would give him a nice little... One two percent boost, but of course the actual left wing vote is going to remain split for now at least. Um, yeah, Oklahoma that was one that not a big state, not a huge one, but again was meant to be a bit of a toss up. Was you know everybody was saying it could go to Bernie, and then went to Biden by fourteen percent. So yeah, sad times. Tennessee, another one similar to Oklahoma. A bit of a toss-up, and then you've got a similar situation where there's like a 15 to 20 percent margin. Um, Biden with 42 percent, Bernie with 25 percent. Tennessee had 64 delegates available, so a fairly sizable state. Joe Biden currently has 32 delegates. Bernie has 15. So yeah, it's not looking good. And then we get to Texas. I got all my exes in Texas. Texas was the second biggest prize of the night. If you watch the CNN coverage, they said that the second biggest prize of the night. 
every four minutes at least. But yeah, Texas had 228 delegates available. So a huge, huge fucking stack of delegates there, man. Massive, massive things. And Bernie was meant to win. Bernie was really, really meant to win here because they have a, a Latino population, like 50%. And the Latinos love Bernie. Tio Bernie. Unidos con Bernie. Unidos con Bernie, mi amor. El Señor. But yeah, they, they couldn't win. 34% of the vote for Biden. 30% for Bernie. 14% for Bloomberg. 11% for Warren. So thank God both those dickheads aren't viable. But yeah, man. There's also a lot of stories coming out now about voter suppression in Texas. And how they were closing polling stations early in Latino communities. They were making people wait upwards of seven hours in some districts in obviously very heavily Latino populated districts where they're going to vote for Bernie. And Texas is huge. And this kind of shit happened in 2016. I was just watching Jimmy Dore, who uh, is a really good left wing commentator. He was saying like, we knew this was going to happen. Why the fuck haven't we been talking about this the whole time? Why hasn't the Bernie campaign been predicting this? Why aren't they railing about it constantly? Why isn't it that as soon as these reports came in from Texas on Tuesday, the voter suppression was happening? Why wasn't that a media thing? Why wasn't why isn't there a storm around that? And obviously you can say, like, oh, there's the media bias and there's all this and it's difficult, but you can always try. You can always like say it yourself, go into a speech and be like, look, they're rigging it against me again. Because every bit of polling that's come out of Texas in the past two months has had Bernie winning, and then Biden wins by 4%. Doesn't seem right, especially when Bernie has focused so much on this state and so much on the ground game there. It just... That combined with the stories coming out and how also quite easily you could do voter suppression in a massive state like Texas where it's very clearly uh, segregated based on ethnicity. Like, there's just some neighborhoods which are entirely Latino. If you go to the biggest polling station there, do a bunch of fuckery, close it early, you know, understaff it intentionally, of course that's going to have a massive impact on the vote. But yeah, Texas, that was that was the real sad one. I remember I was watching it with Team One, and uh, North Carolina came in uh, Biden, Virginia came in Biden, Arkansas came in Biden, Massachusetts and Maine were toss-ups and I was like as long as we win Texas man as long as we win Texas and Timon was like we're not gonna win Texas and I was like don't say that man don't say that we're, we're gonna win we're gonna win Texas we're gonna, we're gonna win Massachusetts we're gonna win Maine and we're gonna, and we're gonna have seven states and we got four four unbelievable anyway on to Utah so Utah the home of the Mormons of the uh, polygamous in terms of natural beauty, best state, no doubt. But yeah, Bernie won. Uh, so there was 29 delegates available. And Bernie won sizably, sizably indeed. 35% for Bernie. 17% for Bloomberg, picking up a nice second place finish there. Something Elizabeth Warren failed to do. Joe Biden, 17%. Elizabeth Warren, 15%. So I guess they're all going to be viable. I don't like these things of viability are quite weird. It varies from state to state. Sometimes if you get 14, it'll say they've awarded you like a few delegates. 
right now Elizabeth Warren's on 15 it says zero um but yeah I guess Bernie's just gonna get at least like 15 delegates here and the rest are gonna get like five or something but yeah on to Vermont which was obviously Bernie win everybody knew that it's his home state he was the mayor of the biggest town he was the representative for 10 years senator for the last 15 years or whatever absolutely the king of vermont the same way michael moore is the king of michigan can't be challenged there but only 16 delegates available one of the smallest states in terms of population and it was it was strange you know because like i thought bernie was gonna get like 70 percent here and like biden probably wouldn't even be viable or like well at least that would be like the biggest win of the night you know that would be by far the highest margin and then actually the highest margin was flipping alabama where biden won 63 percent of the vote and bernie won 17 and then you like somewhere like what was the other one virginia that was it so the one i'm just looking at the list alphabetically yeah biden won by a that just kills me man Biden won by a higher margin in Virginia than Bernie won in Vermont let that sink in let that fucking sink in for a sec ladies and gents but yeah either way Vermont excellent win only 16 delegates available so Bernie gets like 10 Biden gets like 5 or Bernie gets 11 and then on to Virginia which I just explained a little bit and has a fuck ton of delegates right over there 99 delegates so the the fourth biggest prize of the night um biden won 53 percent bernie 23 percent warren 11 percent bloomberg 10 percent so only bernie and biden are viable biden won 66 bernie won 30 elizabeth warren gets one see again here elizabeth warren got 11 percent and she gets one that's not 15 percent is it so why again delegates i don't know man weird but yeah virginia like i didn't think he was going to win virginia but i certainly did not think he was going to lose by 30 percent um yeah i mean the thing about virginia there's a big uh white upper class population which most likely was not going to vote for bernie because you know he threatens their privilege and all that so yeah but it's a that's a massive loss so yeah going forward it's not looking good to be honest and the bernie campaign is gonna have to massively change its strategy if they want to win because right now getting getting a majority is just not going to happen so when you get a majority at the convention they basically have to give it to you there's no like so how the convention works is you have uh, 1,991 delegates available. And if you get half of that plus one, the majority, then you are the nominee. And all of the, the delegates are like actual physical people. So they go there, they say, I pledge my vote, my delegate, whatever, <coughs> for Bernie Sanders. And everybody has to kind of do that. It's, it's a weird fucking process. Um... But then also you can have a plurality. So right now, 
nobody's unless Biden starts to sweep states, unless Bernie just fucking murks it. If Biden has like a complete mental breakdown on the debate stage, maybe Bernie will get a majority. But aside from like a complete disaster on either side, it's going to be a plurality for one of them. And in that situation, then shit is going to get ugly because then it's going to be everybody going to the convention. I'd say over a million Bernie supporters will flood Milwaukee and just fucking demand it and be like, he won. He got the most votes. Don't you even fucking try to give it to Biden. Don't you pull this bullshit. And they will. They'll try every little piece of fuckery and nonsense they can because Bernie threatens the status quo. He threatens their money. He threatens their power. More than, way more than Trump does. And this is, this is the fact of the matter is that they would genuinely rather have Trump than Bernie. And they rail constantly about how much they hate Trump and they want Trump out. And that's the most important thing. Never Trump, never Trump, never Trump. But when you have, and they're not, then they, I, I refuse to believe that these people are this stupid to think that Biden is genuinely a better candidate against Trump than Bernie is. I can't believe that. They watch these debates. This is their job. They see him. I can understand how somebody in 2016 would have incorrectly assumed that Hillary was a better candidate against Trump than Bernie is because Hillary is a career politician. She's smart. She's, you know, quick. She had all of her mental facilities and yeah, she's she's Hillary Clinton. But you look at Biden now and it's like the dude literally can't string a sentence together. He like I was talking to my friend Chris yesterday and he was like dude looks like he's he's trying to remember all of the lines for his part in the play but he doesn't remember any of the lines. <laughs> And he's like that eight-year-old in the, in the in the nativity play, playing one of the wise men who's like, "I've brought, I've brought you some Frankenstein. <laughs> Here you go, man. Here you go. It's really good stuff." <laughs> That's who Joe Biden is, and but they still say no. He's the most electable. He's the best one to take on Trump. And there was a great thing recently on MSNBC where they were talking about. And this was post-Nevada when all the establishment media was just fucking losing it. And they were like, this is Chris Matthews, who's just recently retired because couldn't couldn't take it anymore. Too much Bernie mania. And he was like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe the establishment, they just want to lose with uh, with with Biden rather than run Bernie and then have another go at it again in four years. And that was like the the most accurate thing he's ever said. That was the quiet part loud. And that's true. That's what they fucking want. That's why they're so well organized now. And you've, you really see a situation where the opposition, the establishment at the moment, they are highly organized now. They're doing their fucking job. Klobuchar, Buttigieg, Better My Stalk, Bloomberg dropped out yesterday and endorsed Biden. So that's four people dropping out. Obviously, Ben on my stalk dropped out a couple months ago. But all of them endorsing Biden within three days of each other. Four of the biggest establishment contenders. So they're fucking good, man. This is what, you know, they tried to do against Trump. Pardon me. In 2016, but they did it too late. They tried to do it behind Rubio. He was shit. Tried to do it behind Jeb Bush. He was shit. Tried to do it behind Ted Cruz. 
he was shit and by then it was too late and Trump won and they can see the writing on the wall and they knew that unless they really got their shit together same thing was going to happen so you know they won Super Tuesday at least and now it's our job to come back highly organized keep on talking about Bernie anybody who's like you know making phone calls knocking on doors that sort of shit that is absolutely crucial right now more than ever but it's also down to the Bernie campaign to change their strategy because their strategy up to now has been pretty soft has been you know we're going to focus on ourselves we're going to talk about why we're great we're not going to actively criticize other people because there's this kind of almost culture of niceness within the democratic party of don't do personal attacks don't get in the mud don't do that that's that's below the belt man don't don't do that man it's like there's not a personal attack to bring up the fact that joe biden voted for the iraq war to bring up the fact that he was bragging about how much he loved his crime bill which disproportionately affected minority communities and persecuted them basically it's not a personal attack to talk about how he was working with segregationists back in the 60s and 70s this is his record this is who he is it's not a personal attack to bring up the fact that he's been in favor of every single trade deal which has been devastating working class communities in america for the last 30 years that's not a personal attack that's a fact and bernie has always said my good friend my good friend my good friend joe biden fuck off man why is he your friend he's a decent like they said oh they just released an ad in florida talking about how you know it was like a bit of an attack from like an obama angle saying that you know obama said to biden you don't have to run bro you don't have to do this <laughs> you know don't feel obligation there was another one i think in, yeah in michigan talking about how he was in favor of all the trade deals which have basically completely fucking murked michigan and then the biden campaign was like this is a disgusting personal attack this is not nice. This is what Trump did. This is what Bernie did in 2016, which some say led to many disillusioned voters and then actually helping Trump become the president. So, yeah, this just isn't nice. And it's like, this is what you do, man. This is an election. This is a primary. This is when you distinguish the voters and figure out who the best candidate is, who the best guy is to take on Trump. Bernie's finally doing that. And you're like, we don't like it. And then Bernie comes out. He obviously offers a little response, a little, don't worry, a little fucking disclaimer of, Biden is my good friend. Stop saying he's your friend, man. Why is he your friend? He's your enemy. He's your opponent. He's corrupt. He voted for the fucking Iraq war. Why is that guy your friend? Joe Biden's my good friend. And I never want to personally attack him or anything. But, you know, we're running an election and we need to, you know, distinguish ourselves. And I still think he's a good... He said, like, twice he's a good guy. Stop saying he's a good guy. He's a bellend. He is the problem. He's the enemy of the people. So, yeah. Bernie really needs to start attacking him. I've been saying this for a while. A lot of... Some sections of left-wing commentary, media have been saying it for a while but it's always been even when i was in america and i was talking to people about this there was always this idea and i think it it very much comes from the top within the bernie campaign and then filtered down and i was even getting you know swayed towards this opinion which i've never held before that actually the way to get moderates is to be nice and to play nice and to actually obviously not pivot in the way that clinton did 
uh, Bill Clinton towards the Republicans, but you kind of pivot a bit towards the moderates in terms of your rhetoric, in terms of maybe you don't attack them as much. Maybe you say, okay, you know, oh, Biden is a good guy. Oh, Klobuchar is a nice, nice woman. People change is a good guy. And I was, always, I would see this and be like, no, man, don't, don't defend Warren. Don't defend these people. Everybody here, except for you, is an enemy of the people, either directly or indirectly. That's the fact. But yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot of this really, and I think it comes from the top, and it even happened when, when uh, Elizabeth Warren. This was fascinating actually. So they had this. What triggered the whole Elizabeth Warren Bernie beef back in mid January was the fact that the campaign offices in Iowa were handing out these talking points, basically showing differences between Biden or sorry Bernie and the other candidates. So there was one against Warren, which said, "Hey, she voted for Trump's military budgets. Hey, she didn't endorse Bernie in 2016. Hey, like all these, you know, true substantive criticisms of Bernie." And I saw it. I saw the article drop on Politico, and I said to my friend Cal, who was a uh, who's a Bernie staffer, like, "Oh shit, this this stuff has dropped." And he was like, "What? What do you mean? What?" And he like lost his shoes. Like, "No, no, 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 no. This is bad. This is really bad. This is really bad." And then after that, everybody in the campaign was like, "Oh yeah, you know, um." Yeah, we got to be careful of this, but it was just like a rogue thing. No worries. And there was this this sentiment of like, okay, we need to watch ourselves. We need to be careful. We need to be careful. Rather than we need to be aggressive, we need to be unapologetic. We need to be calling them out constantly, exposing them for who they truly are. It was, we need to be careful. We need to walk on eggshells and not say the wrong thing. And that's a big thing in American culture regardless. But when you're running a political campaign, I think really you should be looking at what Trump did. Because, you know, he had a populist left-wing message, an anti-establishment, anti-corporate you know, message, which really resonated with people. And it was unapologetic, and he didn't give a shit. He wouldn't even prepare his speeches, and that was why people loved him. And I think for so much the same reason, or the same sentiment, people love Bernie. Obviously, Trump is an insane fascist demagogue. But, you know, if he'd actually kept to his campaign promises in, in 2016, he would have been an all right president. I put my leg out there. I'd say, I'd say he'd have been better than Obama if he'd actually ended the wars, if he'd actually, you know, stopped the trade deals, if he'd actually got money out of politics. You know, those are insane reforms which Bernie wants to actually achieve. But I digress. Um, we really need a change of culture in America right now. But yeah, I'm going to end this episode right here because I've been talking for 35 minutes. Somebody else wants to use the studio. Um, next week, I'll try and get a guest on the show, perhaps my friend Cal, who was uh, in Minnesota, which sadly went to Biden. But yeah, keep on hustling, everybody. Bernie will out, the truth will out, and he will win. But it's going to be tough from now on.